All right. Hello, everybody out there. Welcome to New Thoughts with David Alexander, a podcast uh, on everything new thought, metaphysics, uh, new thought principles, life, uh, politics, what's going on in the world and beyond. This is episode eight. And today we're going to be talking about an email that I received um, from someone. I'll I'll keep the person anonymous uh, who just found me uh, as a spiritual director on, on the Internet doesn't know me, uh, only recently learned about the community, and I don't think had been attending, but had some very serious questions about life and the afterlife and eternality and and something happening, you know, that happened with their son, which I'll get into in a moment. And uh, it was very serious. And I sent a lengthy uh, email response to the person, uh, but I wanted to bring some of these issues out Um for our conversation. So welcome to episode eight. Uh, For those of you tuning in uh, last time, episode seven, we did a Facebook Live version of the episode. And uh, and then for whatever reason, it didn't record properly. So I had to go back into the studio and and re-record that. So what's on the podcast is not the same as Facebook. But right now, I am live on Facebook. So hello, everybody in Facebook land. As I have the conversation and the dialogue here, feel free to say something in in the comment section on Facebook, and uh, I'll see if I can incorporate that into the conversation. Thanks for joining me. We'll be about 30 minutes or so here uh, in this conversation, so if you've got the time, stick around. All right, uh, episode eight, here we go. I received this email. Uh, let me see if there's anything else I want to tell you about what's happening lately. No, I think that's it. Episode seven, where it was a little snafu, and, uh, and, and here we go. I'm happy to be uh, back online and, and getting this done. So I got my iPad here, and we're going to look into this email that I received on September 16th. Now, I'll, I'll keep the names out of it. Or there's uh, just the person's name. Uh, keep it anonymous and... Please know that I've already sent a lengthy email response to this person, uh, but as I said, the conversations were really important, and I wanted to to lift up some of that uh, um, stuff. So I'm just looking and making sure we got people tuning in on live. Hello, Masando, Hirioka, happy birthday, my brother, uh, Reverend. Uh, it's, it's so fun to watch you uh, traveling around the Pacific Northwest and uh, Eugene and uh, living your life in Denver. I don't know if you're going to the minister's conference in uh, Kelowna, uh, but I know a lot of my colleagues are going up there uh, today and yesterday, so they're going to have a great, great time. I'm here uh, in Atlanta doing the thing, getting ready for playoff baseball, baby. Playoff baseball here in the great city of Atlanta against the St. Louis Cardinals. <laughs> God is good. All right, so check it out. This, this is the email I received. I'm going to read the email, and uh, it's heavy. Some, some heavy conversations, and then we're going to, going, to, going to get into it, okay? So let me pull my uh, iPad over. It says, Hello, Reverend Alexander. I'm writing to you this evening because I lost my 15-year-old son in the spring of 2019. He was being bullied at school about his sexuality, which eats me up inside. I remember laying next to his cold body and wondering where my baby's soul went. Was he okay? And was he alone when he passed? Were there guardian angels and spirits or ancestors present with him? Being baptized Catholic and being raised in the Christian church, his death immediately meant that he would go to hell. This scared me. 
It made me question everything I ever thought about the church and that I was raised to believe. I just kept thinking, my God is much bigger than this, and He is loving, and there's no way that my child went to hell for dying from suicide because of being bullied. I was always, I always questioned the Bible about having to be saved and being a Christian to get to heaven, but I wanted to know where the good people went who practiced other religions. I just felt like they have to go to heaven too. God doesn't send good people who follow other faiths to hell. Now facing my son's death, I needed to know what really happened to my son's spirit. I also needed to understand his soul's journey. And I'm searching for insights and wanted to ask you a few questions that have been on my heart lately. So as we pause there for just a moment before I get to her questions, uh, I, I just, oh, gosh, my heart aches. You know, I'm a father of two boys and I can't imagine losing my children uh, in, in any way, um, in any way, right? Not to, not to an illness, not to an accident, not, not to a suicide or to, um, and, I, and nobody wants, no parent wants their children to suffer in any way, not even suffer from bullying at school. And so my heart aches uh, for this mother. Um, I'm grateful for her reaching out to me. Uh, as I mentioned before, I have already written a lengthy email reply to her and, and reached out in that way. So uh, this episode is just to try to capture uh, some of these questions that I think may help other people too in, in answering them. And so a few things. One, in answering the questions, there's some resources I want to pass along and make sure you remember these resources first on bullying. Bullying is a huge epidemic and, and such a big issue uh, in, our, in our schools. Uh, Pacer.org, P-A-C-E-R dot O-R-G is the National uh, Anti-Bullying Resource uh, Center. They've got campaigns and uh, resources for parents and tips on how to talk to your children, things you can do if you're uh, a volunteer in the schools, ways to help if you're a teacher, uh, etc. So Pacer.org, National uh, Anti-Bullying Resource Center. And then for suicide, something, if you are a practitioner, if you are a minister, if you work with young people, if you uh, work with people at all, right, we all work with people, uh, to keep in mind the uh, suicide prevention hotline, uh, because mental illness is something that we all deal with. We all get depressed at times. We all think nobody understands our pain or what we're going through, and we need someone to talk to. So we should all remember this number, and that's one 800 273-TALK, T-A-L-K, TALK, 1-800-273-TALK, 1-800-273-T-A-L-K. Please write that down. If you're a minister, put it on the back of your business cards, put it on your website. Uh, If you're a practitioner, uh, keep that in mind as people uh, interact with you. And please spread that on uh, your social media uh, often and frequently so that people can find that. Nobody should be without uh, quick access to a resource that could save their life. 
Let's get to the questions uh, that she asked. I'm going to go through them and read all of them. There are a lot of them. She's numbered them, but a lot of them are grouped together. So there's two or three questions and one um, sort of bullet, bullet listing that she has here. Uh, so I will read them all, and then uh, we'll see how many we can get to in today's uh, episode. Here we go. Number one, is there a hell? Is there a purgatory? Number two, do all faiths lead to heaven? Is heaven within us? Number three, does my son's soul still live? Can he send me signs and make his presence felt? Number four, does everyone have a soul journey? Do we go through a life review when we pass? Number five, do we choose the lessons we will have on this physical plane before we get here? Do we reincarnate? Is our spirit in a different realm when we pass? But can we still spiritually be around those we love on earth? Is God within us and around us when we are taught early on that God is separate from us? Why do Christians praise Jesus when he's the Son of God? Aren't we supposed to pray to God and thank him for having Jesus show us the way to live as a good person? What about Buddha and Islam and other religions? What are they considered to God? Why does the Bible say that we are sinners and we must die for sinning? Why do we have to be judged and felt not good enough for be- from the beginning of our life? Why is Christianity made to put fear in your heart about hell, judgment, and sinning? Is that of God, to fear him? How do God and Jesus relate to our current situation? Does he choose who he will save? In my, is my son's destiny to die the way he did? Number 11. What does the Bible say? Why does the Bible say that through Jesus is the only way that we can get to the Father if all faiths lead back to him? Number 12. Is energy healing, astrology readings, Reiki, and other forms of metaphysics and spiritual work viewed as good in God's eyes? And finally, her closing paragraph. I'm lost about how to deal with religion and my son's spirit as I move through my grief journey. I'm a spiritual person, and I also believe in Ifa, a Eurebian system of divination which believes that we pass and go through go through and go on with our ancestors and that we stay with them and stay with the same soul family until we come back again on earth and that we come here to learn lessons but in the Christian religion that would be considered not of God especially the part of reincarnation I need to understand how do I move forward with God on who he is and what he's about, if the Bible makes the world seem that you have to be saved, that being a Christian is the only way to heaven, if you're a sinner at birth and you can go to hell, and there's to be a judgment day for eternal life, any help that you can give me with this would be much appreciated. This was back early, uh, mid-September, actually, about the middle of the month of September. I wrote back to her last week, and um, and now I want to, to um, respond uh, to you, bring some of these questions out and uh, and talk about them because I think lots of people have these questions. And so let's break it down. Number one, is there hell? Is there purgatory? Um, 
And number two is, do all faiths lead to heaven? Is heaven within us? Uh, so, yeah, from a, a new thought perspective, no, we don't believe that there's a hell. We don't believe that there's a physical place called uh, hell or a spiritual place called hell. Uh, there is a consciousness place uh, that we would describe as hell, um, but not in the traditional sense that we know it. So, first of all, the physical place called hell, Gehenna, the Greek word used for hell, Gehenna was a physical place. It was the trash Dump. It was the place outside of the city of Jerusalem, outside of the gates of the city, where the, it was the city dump. It was a big pit where they brought the trash and, and burned it. Uh, it was a compost and, and um, uh, you know, awful, smelly place. And so, uh, and, and outside on the perimeter of that is where the lepers and the outcasts and the, and the forgotten ones lived. And so to be damned to hell or to be judged to hell. That was quite the insult of the day. It meant something very different to the people living there than it does to you and I. It is not a place of eternal torment and and uh, fire. The eternal fire was because they were burning trash. Um, so it meant something very different to the writers and, and the context in which they used it. And for you and I, we have to liberate ourselves from this idea of hell. And New Thought is a tradition that seeks to seeks for the ultimate liberation of every human soul. And so one of the things we must liberate ourselves is from dogmatic beliefs that no longer serve us. And believing in hell is a is a dogmatic grip. Purgatory is a, a something that the Catholic Church completely made up. They made it up because people were questioning this concept and this theology of hell. If, if people who were not saved went to hell, then what about those who couldn't get saved? What about those who were sick? Or what about innocent babies? What about people who died before they had a chance to be saved? And the church said in response to these very troubling questions, the church said, oh, no, they don't, they don't go to hell. They go to this other place. They go to this waiting room. <laughs> they don't go to heaven, uh, but they go to this waiting room first, and they got to kind of wait it out until Jesus comes back, and then they'll be judged slightly uh, you know, less severely, and God will have grace on them. No, no, the grace is knowing that none of this exists in the mind of God. These are all imaginations of, of sick people who are trying to control us through dogmatic beliefs. Let's be liberated from the notion that hell or purgatory or anything other than figments of our imagination. Oh, no, my friends, heaven and hell are states of consciousness. We create hell by believing in things that don't serve us. We create hell by believing in, in theological systems and, and, and principles that, that make life more painful. This woman who has lost her son to, to suicide from bullying, having to contemplate whether her son is in hell because he was bullied because of his sexuality, that's living in hell, is just contemplating that belief. No, no, your, your son is not in hell. Your son is in heaven. Your son is a manifestation of the, of the highest divine uh, expression of love that there is. And, and unfortunately, uh, from a mental health standpoint, he, he uh, suffered from, from a depression and, and, and something that I, I can't fully understand uh, because I didn't know him. I, just, I don't want to say more than, than is my uh, right to say, but he suffered... 
from the bullying and the abuse and the mental image that that created. Uh, and, and he made a choice to take his life, a very tragic choice, uh, to end his physical existence in this dimension. Uh, but please keep in mind that there is no choice that anyone could make. There's no choice. Hear me clearly. There's no choice that anyone could make that would ever remove you from the love of God. Could your child ever choose something that would cause you to not love them for the rest of eternity? Could your child ever choose a behavior? Could your child ever make a choice that would cause you to say, I don't love my child and my child is going to, I want to punish my child. I want to banish my child. I want to torture my child in hell forever. Could your child make such a choice? I don't think so. I don't think so. Not if there is an ounce of love in your heart. No. And if, and if we wouldn't do that for our child, why would we believe in a God who would do that with its children, with his children, with her children, with the divines? You and I are fathers, uh, mothers and uh, sons and daughters of the Most High, of the Father-Mother-God principle of the universe and of life. And there's nothing that we could ever do. Nothing that we could ever do that would put us outside of the eternal love of God. Yeah, let's liberate ourselves from that idea completely. Hell only exists because we believe in it and we create it for each other by being divided, by being nasty to each other. But we can create heaven here on earth. We can create heaven by choosing love. We can create heaven by um, choosing peace. We can create heaven by befriending the stranger. We can create heaven. This is what Jesus' message was. He said, behold, the kingdom of heaven is at hand now. Love your neighbor. Include your neighbor. Draw a bigger table. Make room at the table for the other and you will create heaven on earth. And when he said the kingdom of heaven is within, he was speaking about an earthly kingdom, which was a subversive thing, a subversively political thing to say, right? To say that, that in the dimension and the realm in which men and principalities created earthly kingdoms of political power, for him to say that, that the kingdom of God was something that was within you, was a subversive uh, uh, um, text to, to suggest that the, the, the gerrymandering of political power cannot touch the consciousness of goodness that is within you. No, that is within you now and always, and you can bring it forth by behaving in this way, by choosing love. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. All face lead to heaven. Yes, yes. Do all face lead to heaven? She asks, is heaven within us? Yes, I think I've already answered it's within us. And do all face lead to heaven? Of course they do, of course, because every religion, um, my mentor, my friend, my um, mentor friend, <laughs> Uh, I mean that in the spiritual realm. I never, I was not alive when he was alive, but uh, one of my um, people that I just love, his readings and his works, and they speak to me, theologian Paul Tillich, Paul Tillich had a wonderful T-I-L-L-I-C-H, if you don't know him, look him up. Paul Tillich, German uh, Lutheran theologian, said that revelation is 
God's attempt to reach man, and that religion is man's attempt to reach God. Again, revelation is God's attempt to reach man. Religion is man's attempt to reach God. And revelation is always universal, never uh, always personal, rather. Always personal, never universal. Meaning, God always speaks to us directly. And then out of that direct revelation, uh, we uh, try to share that with others. And we create, humanity has created rituals and uh, dress and food and, and, and ceremony and, and, and holiday and celebration around the revelations of individuals. And therefore created religions as an attempt to reach that nirvanic state of consciousness and that revolutionary, revelationary rather, uh, state of consciousness. So all religions lead to heaven because they're all different paths up the mountain. They're all cultural nuanced ways of trying to describe the ineffable, uh, the, the, the miraculous, the indescribable. And so the indescribable wears the cultural dress of those who are experiencing it. And it's beautiful to study it in every religion. I encourage you, whatever your religious tradition is, uh, find in your neighborhood, in your city, in your backyard, uh, those who are of a different tradition and engage yourself in conversation with them. Figure out how they love God and what they do to express that love of God. And what you will discover is a deeper love for the God that you know and the culture and the tradition that you have. Yes, all all faiths lead to heaven because they are all beautiful expressions of the divine. My friends, I'm going to stop it right there. That's just questions one and two. There are 12, uh, multiple questions, over 20 questions because uh, 12 numbers that she wrote in this letter, uh, but many of them have two or three questions within them. Those are just the first two on heaven and hell, um, all based on struggling with these questions from her son's um, suicide uh, from being bullied in school, 15-year-old. So to this beloved 15-year-old son, uh, whose name I know and I include in my prayer, but I don't want to divulge any, um, um, keep it all anonymous uh, here. Uh, So to this young man uh, and to his eternal soul, I simply pray in this moment, believing affirmatively that there is one power, one life, and one presence. It is the power of the life and the presence of God itself. It is eternal in the heavens, and it is eternal in time and space, for there is no time and space in God. There is simply the now moment. And so I know that this beloved young man is infinitely and eternally connected with his mother, that their bond is forever a bond in the divine, and that the communication remains open, though he is no longer here on this plane. The message that his exit brings to us is a message of love and of compassion, a reminder to take care of each other, a reminder to love one another, a reminder to create beloved community wherever we go, and to bring an end to bullying in schools, and to remember to share with each other that whoever you are, wherever you are, you are not alone. Oh, I affirm this good for this young man, for his mother, and for all of us here and now. And simply release this prayer, calling it good and very good. And so it is. My friends, until we meet again, 1-800-273-TALK. That's the National uh, Suicide Prevention Hotline. It works in the United States and in Canada. 1-800-273-TALK. And we will talk about the rest of these questions 
in future episodes. Thanks for tuning in uh, to New Thoughts, a podcast with David Alexander. Uh, Keep the questions coming. Let me know what you like and what you want to hear more of. And we'll talk again real soon. Peace and blessings.